Welcome to the Desert Voices Podcast, where we learn together and facilitate spiritual conversations about thriving in the desert. We exist to spark curiosity, boldly explore spirituality, and engage in critical thinking to contribute to human flourishing. This podcast and resource hub are made possible by listeners like you. Would you consider a tax-deductible gift or supporting us on Patreon? Information is on our website at www.desertvoices.com. It is also wicked helpful when you subscribe to the podcast and email. Five-star review us, follow along on Instagram at desertvoices underscore SC, and share episodes that touch your heart. And now your host, Shalene Kendrick. Let's get curious and let's get bold. Welcome back to the ongoing conversation between myself, Cassidy Hall, and Shalene Kendrick. And we are continuing to talk about what it looks like to move away from and step apart from white pseudo supremacy. Welcome. Your voice matters. You're here. We're offering tools and resources within this podcast that we hope to make easily accessible to you. Our hope is that these stories inspire your story and that you would engage these tools and engage the work of dismantling supremacy and racism within our own lives and hearts, families, communities, churches, and country. So this is the work that white people need to be doing. And we invite you into the work. We love you. We care for you. Welcome to part three. When you end something like pseudo white supremacy internalized and external in our country, you're going to move through those five D's. We invite you to grab a notebook and to write down your own experiences with those five D's and to really interact with your own story and your own voice. And once the ending happens, you then move into a neutral zone, or I, I like to call it a desert. And so as we move into the desert, let's move into it with prophetic imagination that you just let yourself be. And I like that Bridges writes this. He says, in times and places, when a person is in transition, they have left something like the village or in our context, they have left the empire and have gone into an unfamiliar stretch of a desert. There, the person would remain for a time, removed from the old connections, bereft of the old identities and stripped of the old reality. So friends, we're going to focus on the desert here, a place that we have left the empire. And in this desert space, we're removed from our old connections, bereft of our old identities and stripped of the old reality. And so in this desert space, you go inward and you become focused on, oh, we have lived in the world. And for me, I became really focused on how I was addicted to power over others. And I, I came face to face with myself in this desert. One thing I'm really struck by is the fact that I think when we're really willing to go into that desert space and to go into that really lonely space of of doing of moving through these these needs to end, I've been amazed. I don't know about you, but the voices, right, that we found there, the people that emerged, the books that the authors I've come across that I would have never read, you know, prior to prior to a willingness to begin truly moving through these things, and and not just theology, right, but also poetry, and you know, the prophetic imagination is a creative force. It is something that you know movements are born from in terms of social justice, but it's also a place 
where art comes. Yeah. The, the, the things that have happened in the desert for me, the desert is a abandonment. The Greek word for it actually means ermos, which is a abandonment. The Greek word for desert. I am in the process of abandoning the empire. It's an abandonment of empire thinking, a divorce from toxic power over others. Dr. Painter writes this. She says, the desert is a place of deep encounter, not escape. It's a place that strips you down to the essentials, forcing you to let go of all of the securities that you cling to in life, even your images of God. The desert is where you confront your addiction to certainty and you enter into mystery. The desert is a call to wake up. And to quote her specifically, I love that she says, the only requirement of this task is to wake ourselves up and remember who we are. So the desert is a place of deep encounter where you wake up and remember who you are. Abraham Hetchel has this beautiful quote. He's a Jewish scholar. And one of the things I've loved about him and his work at the conclusion of his deep dive into the Old Testament, where it talks about the word, remember, 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 God is constantly calling us to remember. Hetchel says this, the opposite of remember is not forget, but rather dismembered. The opposite of remember is dismembered. So remember who you are is waking up to who God created you to be, not because you have forgotten, but you have become dismembered or fragmented from your true self, from your true nature, from the Imago day that every human carries with them. And the task of the desert is to remember your wholeness, remember who God created you to be, remember how God sees you, to collect the pieces of yourself because nothing you are not missing any essential piece of your being. And it's to remember and to embody your personhood. And I love the connections that you're making between, right? This goes back to some of the things that we expressed about re-meeting our personhood and knowing our personhood and reclaiming our personhood. And along with that, how that's directly tethered to being closer to God, to the truth of our Imago Dei and our own being. And that is so just central to this work. So one thing I want to ask both of us is because we're pitching a lot of information and, you know, if I'm someone listening to this, I would want like a tangible takeaway. Where do I begin? How do I, how do I start? What do I do? Um, it's one thing to be able to recognize these things or talk about them, but where, where's the beginning point? Where's the jumping off point for someone? I would first and most importantly, your journey is unique unto you. Your journey is un- as unique as your fingerprint. So there is no, there is no path for you to follow, but the path that you are on. And that sounds like a riddle. It's really not. It, it just means that you are on your own unique path. So for every one of you listening, the power of story is that it can inspire your own story. And so my hope is that if you're listening to this, that the stories that Cassidy and I are telling about our story would inspire your story. And so I think a good place to start is to sit with, how did you feel on January 6th? What were the emotions coming up for you? Not, not what did you think? You're going to have to drop down into your heart center here. What did you feel on January 6th? And then from there, uh, we encourage you to start to journal out, go through these five D's and the embrace and extend. Cassidy and I have added a few more and they will be up on our website, the Desert Voices website, and they'll be on Cassidy's website. And we want to help you give you tools. So go start with how did you feel? Start to journal through your five D's plus the additions Cassidy and I gave. Go through, go through each of those. What are you feeling disoriented around? What are you disidentifying from? What are you disengaging from? What are you dismantling? And then move into 
if you are experiencing an ending, you'll know it by how you respond to those five D's and then go into what does your unique desert look like? Start to journal through and interact with your own desert experiences. A great way to be with it. Start with your images of God. What is your image of God? Anthropology says, show me a society's images of God. And I can tell you all about the people. So if you want to know how you live into the world, take a good hard look at your images of God. Do you see God as a white male with blue eyes? That's going to inform how you live in the world. Do you see Jesus as a brown skinned Arabic average looking human? That will inform how you live into the world. And so sit in the desert. We have so many tools. Find voices that are out in the desert with you. Let our journeys and our stories inspire your journey and your story, knowing that you are a a unique being with a unique story and a unique journey. And something beautiful, I I read this quote one time, Cassidy, that the, the quote in it was an evangelical saying, are you telling me all paths lead to God? And the response of this person was, I don't know where all paths lead but I'm fully convinced that God is on all paths. And so an encouragement to each one of you that God is on your path with you, journeying with you. God is connected to you with every breath you take. Yeah. And I think despite like all of our experiences and endings being entirely unique, entirely different and entirely true to ourselves, not only is it difficult, but it will inevitably take us closer to just true integrity, true personhood. Despite how different our journeys are, I think it's so important, like you're saying, Shaleen, to not go out at this alone, to have conversation partners that are also navigating this in their own unique way. But it's, I think it's more about finding someone who's ready and you, you, you can identify that readiness by the way people have a conversation with you. Are they, are they really listening? Are they really taking down kind of those notions of needing to be right, of needing to know, of needing to understand? And I think if you can find a conversation partner that's, that's stripped of those facades and those lies, um, then you can really go a long way. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So I think there, here's a good lit- litmus test. If the foundation of your faith is a need to be right, you have not yet experienced an ending. And I don't say that as judgment. I just say that as a honest recognition of where you are at. If you need to be right, you have not yet experienced an ending and you are not yet on this journey. And God is with you. That is okay. That is an okay place to be. Now, of course, I would urge you to get the fuck off your rock of certainty, but that's just me. That's just me. Look, you're on your own journey. You are cared for. God loves you. And also it's important to recognize where you're at. Now, if you have started the journey and if you are in the process of letting go of your need to be right and your need to be certain, and if you're questioning the core beliefs of your faith and your life and your community and your culture, friend, you have experienced an ending. Go through the process, identify the D's in your life, sit with us in the desert. And then let's end up this. We want to wrap this up with the last tool. The last part of the transition is new beginnings. Cassidy, talk to us a little bit about new beginnings without performances, but talk to us about what new beginnings for you have looked like. Yeah. New beginnings for me have, has been a need to move through the grief of um, the harm I've caused. I continue to cause. Right. And I think just continuing to acknowledge that and continuing to move through that has been really, really huge. And in our recent experiences of 
pandemic and four years of a turbulent presidency, to say the least, racial injustice uprisings, insurrection, you know, all these have required us to really pause and reflect, look inside ourselves. So when I think about that, you know, where and how did I spend my time these last four years? What issues did I remain aligned with? What did I move away from? You know, recognizing where I have truly ended and disengaged is is important to do and to celebrate and to continue to disengage from that. A few of the things that have been helpful for me in particular have been conversations like this with other white people. Uh, I recently started a clergy, a white clergy group online called Disrupt and Act, which can be found on Facebook for anyone who's clergy or looking for anti-racist resources for their church or having these conversations with other white people and you're in church leadership. That's a great, great place to begin. I'm all in. I'm clergy, but I have no congregation, which is amazing. Can I join? Absolutely. Absolutely. A conversation coming up that we're doing is we're just getting together and having a public conversation between the three of us, navigating the ways our denominations have failed. So I'm currently with the UCC church. Another woman in the group is with Disciples of Christ and the other is Methodist. And so we're we're navigating the ways that our churches have perpetuated white supremacy culture and the ways of what we can do now to begin to move into allyship and being anti-racist while also being honest about what our past has looked like in our denominations. So those are those are a few things that just helpful for me. And and again, I think there's a lot to be said for the conversations that we have with each other. I think the obsession with doing and perfectionism is another aspect of white supremacy, right? Productivity. Um, white, white supremacy culture has taught us that uh, we need to do things perfectly and we need to do things, we need to do all the things, right? Productivity. And so are you saying that our evangelical mega churches might be a reflection of pseudo white supremacy in our culture? <laughs> I'm going to leave that right. Yes. There. Yes, I am. That's a good, that's a very good point. A- another, so the, also this new podcast I'm doing is just about my experience as a white contemplative person. And I can make this as short as possible, but I've recognized a lot of ways in which white contemplative practices have been, well, for lack of better expression, have been whitewashed, have failed the full embodiment that true contemplation is. Author Therese Taylor Stinson writes that for contemplation to be whole, it must include inward reflection and an outward response to the situations we find ourselves present and awake. For me, learning from Black contemplatives has been a huge part of of my learning and my ability to step into, yeah, just recognizing the the action needed in my reflection and in my practice and, and pointing to to these voices like Therese Taylor Stinson, um, another author is Barbara Holmes, who wrote Joy and Speak Bowl, Contemplative Practices, The Black Church. She writes about allies in that book. She says, when allies stand in solidarity with activists, they have started a journey towards the dismantling of a web of structural racism that entangles our society. But it's only a beginning. Okay, that was that was a bomb. Read that one more time. I don't I just don't want our listeners to miss, right? Like let's highlight that. Read that one more time. Yeah, so Barbara Holmes writes, When allies stand in solidarity with activists, they have started a journey towards the dismantling of a web of structural racism that entangles our society. But it is only a beginning. 
Oh, that's beautiful. So new beginnings are beginning to become an ally. As we end our relationship with pseudo white supremacy, as we go through those D's, as we sit in the desert, coming face to face with ourselves, a place of deep encounter, a new beginning for both Cassidy and I has been walking into and understanding what true allyship and solidarity actually means. And so a long-term plan for both of us is to continue to invite you into the conversation. Come hang out with both of us on our respective podcasts, hang out with us on Instagram and Facebook, um, slide into our DMs. I, both Cassidy and I are pastors. Call us, come sit with us. We, will, we would love to have a Zoom call with you that our long-term plan is to be true theological activists in our communities standing in our own gifting and our own passions that are unique and different. And we invite you to do the same, discovering what a new beginning would look like for you. And you don't need to change your career. You don't need to get a divorce from your spouse unless they're abusive, in which case you definitely should. But we want you to start to prophetically imagine what might a new beginning look like for you. We are on this journey with you. You are not alone. Hold on, Shalene. Before you conclude... I got to get you to go personal one more time. I feel like I have been very vulnerable. <laughs> well, I know there's a couple things that you've got cooking that I, that you're going to be sharing with people. And um, maybe you could share a little bit about your converse, upcoming conversation with Carrie and or something else, maybe personally going on in your life that is including going through these conversations in the desert. Yes, yes, yes. All right. New beginnings for me. Uh, Holland and I at Desert Voices got to host an anti-racism workshop with our good friend, Carrie Connolly, who wrote Good White Racist. That is another resource. And again, we have dropped so many resources into these last two episodes, and we will have them all written up and available on our respective websites. So don't worry about writing them down. Visit our websites. We will we will do the work for you. Our hope is to make this, I don't want to say easy, that's the wrong word, accessible. We, we hope to make these resources accessible to you knowing it will not be easy or safe for you to engage them. So we have an upcoming, we did a workshop with Carrie, we recorded it. So that is getting in the process of being edited. I don't know when all these podcasts will be released, but look for our website for that workshop with Carrie Connolly. And for those of you that are actively engaging, deconstructing and reconstructing your faith, we are creating street level studies. And these are pretty heady to be really honest, but we are creating basically cliff notes to our last 10 years of deconstruction work. And my hope is to create these workbooks that are not fill in the blank Bible study, but I want to synthesize a lot of this profound and prophetic information and connect it to story and offer it in an easily accessible way. And so street level studies, we'd love for you to get involved with those. Go to our website. They'll be up there at the moment. Sign up for our email and they are a series on deconstructing and reconstructing the cross will be sent to you. Um, but we, we want to help create tools. This, this space is a new space that has never been seen before in our history. And my hope and my heart is to offer a kaleidoscope of tools and resources that journey along with you not offering you answers or certainty, although you will find answers. And as soon as you find an answer, you're going to ask a whole new set of questions. And so, yeah, both Cassidy and I are working on, on helping be guiding voices, not, not guiding in the sense of telling you what to do or where to go, but guiding voices that are telling you that you're not alone and that we are with you and we care for you. And we are both actively working to create tools to make this work, not just in white support, um, dismantling white supremacy, but really deconstructing faith in general and engaging faith in general. We want to make this accessible for you so that you don't have to quit your jobs and go to seminary with us, unless of course you want to. 
but yeah, so I'm, I'm working on those things. I, okay. I love to write, but this is the first time I'm really putting my writing out in the world. So that's why Cassidy's pushing me to say that because it's terrifying to have you read what I write because I'm insecure and afraid of it. And I, I'm afraid, I'm afraid for each one of you to read what I have written. And so for me, putting my writing out in the world is, I, I've always said that courage is, well, not just me, honestly, I've learned this from so many other voices, but courage is moving forward in the midst of fear, not in the absence of it. And so courage is moving forward in the midst of fear, not in the absence of fear. My hope is that as I live into the value of courage, because I have been inspired by other courageous voices like Cassidy and others along the way, then my hope is to join that chorus of courageous voices and move into the world in a way that is unique to me. And so my hope is that we invite you to do the same and fear will be a part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something I have to remember all the time is, you know, the need to continually carry that, that uncertainty and letting go of being right, because I'm going to keep doing things wrong over and over and over and over again. And that's part of it too, right? Being uncomfortable and doing it wrong, but still trying because we've got to figure this out. We've got to figure this out. So Cassidy, I love you. This has been a joy to have this conversation with you. And I have learned, I've unlearned and learned even in these last two episodes. And I can't wait to sit with this conversation and sit with these experience, this experience that we just had and go through my own transition of endings, deserts and new beginning. Thank you. It's been so great to be with you. And I just love that we could just go on and on. And I love that we go down different roads and it's also good to be, be trusted enough to push you and to get you to go to vulnerable places because these, this is vulnerable work and I know you feel it in your bones and it's good to, good to see it and hear it too. You are on this journey with us. Friends, your voice matters. Every one of you listening, your voice matters in the world. You matter to the world. Let's change the fabric of our earth together. spirit of transformation, our team at Desert Voices reserves the right to evolve, grow, change our minds, and make many, many mistakes along the way. For resources, writings, and partnership opportunities, head over to our website and sign up for the email at www.desertvoices.com. Follow our work and engage with us on social media. We are most active on Instagram. Our handle is at desertvoices underscore SC. We would love to hear from you. Reach out to us. Let's collaborate and co-create a more just, equitable, and beautiful world together. To support us and join the movement, it is helpful to five-star review this podcast, subscribe, follow our work on social media, and share episodes you resonate with. Go be free. Flourish. Flourish.